Hey everybody, welcome again to the Ask LLC Podcast. My name is Harrison, I'm the Worship Arts Director here at Lake Forest in Huntersville. This is Mike Moses, lead pastor of Lake Forest Church, Huntersville. Good to uh, all of us have our ears on together today, you all. It is a lovely spring morning here off of Gilead Row, looking at our green room at Blue Skies. Hope wherever and whenever you're listening to this, uh, you're having a a great week. Um, we are, uh, as we talked about last week, we're in a, in a season where we're kind of uh, wrapping up a little bit of a ministry season, getting ready for summer, but that doesn't really mean that we're slowing down too much. No, there's plenty of things happening, including just I get to every week meet with different ministry partners about things going on in, on in their lives, spiritual counsel, relationship counsel. We're looking for uh, direction from God's Word today, the spring into summer theme, Harrison. It's going to look like, because it's a beautiful day, I'm sneaking out of the office early, but I have a very intense appointment uh, of a ministry partner who wants to talk about his marriage, hmm. uh, and he said, you know what? I'm cleaning out my boat for the season. Why don't you just skip on over at 4 o'clock, and we'll we'll have this, this sesh uh, out on, on the boat as I take hmm. it out for its maiden voyage. So, yeah. Yeah, I need more meetings on boats, man. I, I do too. <laughs> like, I do too. If so. we can make that a thing, we're so close. We do. We do a, a, a terribly, uh, like low amount of meetings on boats around here. So okay, if we could worship just... planning one Tuesday this summer on a boat. Worship planning on a boat. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, but speaking of changing of seasons, t- yep. t- today, by the way, we're going to go into the the, the second um, s- sermon in the series was the. Uh, I am the good shepherd. We're going to we're going to take a slant angle on that. Uh and hear some fresh voices of the Lord as our shepherd. Uh but speaking of the hinge of the seasons yep. remix had their their spring ending or their semester ending yeah. event Sunday night and I I think you heard something I, about I it. I heard some news from Cami yesterday. Remix got talent is what they call it. <laughs> they got a panel of judges. Uh students can sign up to bring an act and it it looks i mean it's intimidating it's a stage and there were over 200 students and parents were invited Parent, i love that parents are invited to this just the the relational intergenerational community in remix is so good um i i hope you all will invite others who whose teenager and parents may not have this peer and mentoring community uh for their mental spiritual and relational health yeah it sounded like a but blast anyway, they had so they, a, they had a, a ton of fun show. yeah the winning act it was the there was a close battle at the end between okay. uh three high school boys that had developed apparently a super impressive magic act which is awesome <laughs> so that's and then, still a thing okay. yes and then that's, uh, and then a 10th grade uh 10th grade girl who stood up solo with a guitar in her voice and sang and apparently Blew everybody away. Really? She was the champion, and it was just a party. So we're that's uh, fun. They they brought it, and and they they do such awesome stuff. Over uh, there. Mike Hall texted me a video of it briefly a Sunday night while he was in the middle of it, and I wrote back uh, because I, I may have even said this on the podcast recently. I hated being a youth pastor this time of year because it was just crickets. Kids are out doing stuff. It was tiny little groups. So I wrote back uh, in my text to him, hashtag not supposed to happen in May youth group. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's fun. Well, hey, let's get into our our content for today. We're in this uh, sermon series, the I Am Statements of Jesus. We won't cover 
every one of them in the Gospel of John, but we are covering the majority of them. Uh, this coming Sunday is I Am the Bread of Life, and we'll, we will celebrate communion. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're, we're speaking oh, yeah. of uh, season change. Tell us about our communion plans for Sunday. That's right. Um, <clears throat> two cool things that are happening for communion this Sunday. Number one, uh, on a Sunday morning for the first time, I would, I would have to say in three solid years, um, we're uh, going to be moving away from this Sunday from doing communion with the little, uh, the little personal cup with the juice mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. cracker in the top. Which and I will never make fun of again, nor denigrate. No, no, no. It was it's been so useful. It has been. And, and it got us <clears throat> through a, uh, a difficult season as we had to reinvent a lot of stuff, uh, around here for a couple of years, but no, we're, we're very excited to, uh, have our elders serving communion to our church again directly, which is one of, uh, one of our elders, favorite things they get to do is yes. that interaction directly with the people. We our chosen method of of communion most of the time since our founding is a, a method called intinction. And it's you have an elder holding the <clears throat> the cup and the plate uh and you take a bit of bread and you dip it in the wine and the elders looking you in the in the eye saying this you know this is the body and blood mm-hmm. of Christ and we view it as relational we view it as personal no matter how large we are as a church we always want to stay personal in our leadership style so we're excited to go back to that we mm-hmm. will have some packs for folks who are uncomfortable with that at this point uh and we will we'll yep. probably always have that probably sensibilities have changed and that's no big deal mm-hmm. uh but i'm looking forward to uh, i was at a, a a gathering of pastors last week and our final action was to receive communion, uh, particularly the white and black pastors who were at this event together. Uh, we went together to receive it by intention. Hmm. Um, so looking awesome. forward to that Sunday. Also, something for you to notice this Sunday. I said we were going to get into our content, but that we're on the way. Um, our uh, We have had the original uh, video projectors in our worship center to animate the screens since we moved into this building in 06 or 07. They have served us well, but they've slowly been dimming. I didn't realize that there might be have been a moroseness in our spirit in the room sometimes these last years because of how dim they've become. Uh, and our, our our technical wizard and genius on staff, Dustin Harward, has done his yeah. best. He, he, they, make, they haven't made these for years. So whenever a bulb has gone out or a part has been needed, he has hunted down somewhere in the world. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the, the, like the uh, last remaining widget to, to make the right. thing go. And the last remaining bulbs are now so ridiculously expensive because they're antiques or, you know, in a museum or something. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> they're, 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 they're about to blow out. They're the, we have the last ones. Nobody's using them anymore. Um, publicly the way we are. So they're about to blow out, and fortuitously, we did apply for and receive one of these. You may have seen ads on TV, uh, employee employee retention tax rebates, because we kept all of our employees, including the preschool, during the pandemic shutdown. Hmm. Uh, there, if, if businesses who did that can receive some employment employee tax back, that is paying for our new projectors, which Dustin go. and crew installed last week. Go. You may have noticed the the dramatically different brightness and cheeriness and dis, uh, I don't know. There's a word. Yeah. Not distinctness. There's a better word. Def, high definition. That's right. Um, 
uh, uh, so look for that this week. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, it's it's a it's a nice little upgrade in the room that helps us out. Um, well, hey, Mike, I told you a brief story last week as we're transitioning a little bit into talking about Psalm twenty three, and um, you mentioned a few weeks ago spoke some about this passage in relation to Jesus saying, "I'm the good shepherd." Um, Psalm twenty three has been a passage. Uh, for both um, for for both the the Hebrew people over thousands of years and for us as Christ followers mm-hmm. that's just been uh, f- uh, there are some passages that just stick out as kind of mm-hmm. foundational cornerstone passages mm-hmm. and this uh, I read it at every funeral yeah this, without fail this psalm this prayer of David is one of those and we've been um, quick story in them and then we'll <clears throat> get into a little bit of what you you brought Mike. I was telling Mike a few weeks ago, we've been, we've made an emphasis here for, I would say at least a couple years, Mike, about, um, really wanting to create room for the Holy Spirit to move in our services. Okay. Like we specifically sit mm-hmm. in this green room on Tuesdays and we're <clears throat> knowing that, uh, we can't manufacture things and we're n- never trying to, what we are trying to do is, um, is, make space, make room for the Holy Spirit to move. And we pray for us to notice and for us to notice spirit is moving in us or, or in our midst. And we've been praying constantly. I mean, all the time it's been an emphasis really in our prayer as much as anything. Mm -hmm. And just, we see, we see cool stories in result of that, that, that you, that you don't always see, um, that hit us behind the scenes. And one of these, just the cliff notes version was a, a gentleman who visited, Lake Forest for the first time was so unfamiliar with what we did that he walked in. He told me he had no idea when the service times were. So he just showed up. He said, are you doing that whole same service again next time? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, I'm going to stick around. Uh, it he, was the, uh, I am the good shepherd. It was, Sunday, I am the good shepherd Sunday. Ago. Yeah. And he said he was at an event the day before. Um, and did some, you say he was at a funeral. He was at a few, it was a That's funeral right. service. Yeah. It was a, a funeral service and something about that service moved him and just some what he told me as something something told me i i just need to go to church and i'm this was the one and i just decided to drop in and he said and you would not believe the the part of the bible they read at this funeral that just stopped me in my tracks was psalm 23 and then pastor mike today <laughs> was speaking on psalm 23 so it's that, that's yes. right so just the just the uh, the Holy Spirit stuff like that happening behind the scenes. And Did he look like? Sometimes I see people and they look like they've seen a ghost. Literally, when something like that happens, I happen to be a witness to it. Often. He, he was a little freaked out, <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah, the Holy Ghost. That's right. <laughs> so um, I originally intended to uh, preach, "I am the Good Shepherd," and s- switch swiftly to Psalm twenty three. Uh, and really look at uh, look at Jesus' statement, I am the good shepherd, through the lens of that psalm. I ended up going a different direction uh, in the sermon, but uh, I want to share with you some content that I collected from our elders, actually, ahead of time, when I thought I was going to do Psalm 23. We're going to hear from them in their own words, some of our elders' experience of the Lord's shepherding ministry in their life. Harrison, would you first read Psalm 23? Yeah. This is Psalm 23. Listen for the verbs of the Lord's shepherding. 
The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Thank you. And I remind you all I shared in that sermon that the the theme that we chose for the prayer garden is Psalm 23. Uh, my wife Angie and a few other friends ha- ha- selected, designed, and placed hints of Psalm 23 all throughout the prayer garden. I encourage you all to wander through there sometime and check that out and just be ready to invite somebody for prayer there or, or go for yourself when needed. So what I had done in preparation for the sermon, I thought I was going to take all those verbs since they're in our prayer garden. The verbs are printed on rocks in mm-hmm. the prayer cottage. And I was just going to look through each of those. I decided that was too many points in a sermon. Um, uh, so, uh, But on Monday, I had emailed out to our elders and I said, anyone who has time, here's the verbs of the Lord's shepherding of us in Psalm 23. If you have a moment or, or a thought comes to your mind, could you write a brief paragraph of uh, one that stands out to you the way the Lord has shepherded you according to one of these functions uh, that were revealed in, in Psalm 23 is how the Lord shepherds us. And I got a number of replies, and I was looking forward to reading them in the sermon. And then again, I went a different direction. There's there's always a lot of material on the cutting floor <laughs> every late Saturday night, uh, figuratively speaking, in my home study. And this was on the cutting floor, not because it wasn't good, but just because I went a different direction. So how about if I just read some of these from our elders? Um uh, Chad Lacey was the first one to email me. I think these are in the order I received them. Chad Lacey's been an elder for some time. And uh, I, I just got a smile on my face as I read this um, because I was with him the first time he experienced this hmm. years ago. Ch- this is Chad Lacey, one of our elders. He's a tech dude. Um, the Lord renews my soul. So he he resonated with with the Lord shepherding him through the renew verb. The Lord renews my soul every time I go to Honduras on a short-term mission trip. When I'm there, I am free from distractions. I can just be. And in that calmness, I can see what God is doing all around me. Like the time the team mistakenly went to the wrong village, only to find a group of children with pink eye and no treatment. Luckily, our team consisted of two registered nurses who had visited an infant nutrition clinic the day before. They called the clinic to see if they had the appropriate antibiotic. They had plenty because they hadn't seen any cases of pink eye for years. Hmm. The nurses got the medicine and treated the whole village. They weren't in the wrong place after all. They were right where God used them. God fills me up and renews my soul on these trips, and I'm so thankful for him. Hmm. Yeah, I've witnessed when Chad was a brand-new Christian, uh, and I was with him on his first mission trip and watched the Lord renewing and changing him and over the years and matured him to the point where he's an elder. That turned out to be his gifting. It's not every believer's gifting. And 
I, if, if that resonates with you and, and you were on the edge of one of our mission experiences this year, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, Alan Rose. Okay, this is our only, he's in a category by himself. Alan Rose is our elder emeritus. You can see it on our website. And, and that just means, well, first of all, he was an elder at our parent church, Forest Hill. When they, he interviewed me, and then he was the head elder of my oversight team when little pastor young Mikey, uh, surfer hair Mikey, uh, planted Lake Forest Church. And, and before we had our own elders, it was a year and a half, they were sort of my authority. Mm. And then Alan and his dear wife Jane uh, lived in Huntersville, so they eventually transferred their membership here. And Alan is always succinct. Uh, he said, uh, the verb guides, uh, from Psalm 23, one joy I have as an elder is leading a community group, guiding the group through the Bible verses of different books in the Bible we study. We are working through Paul's letters that have so much on how we can honor Christ in our daily living. This is how I experience the Lord shepherding me and my group through guiding us. Hmm. Sometimes we, uh, as we are emphasizing um, the, some of the relational and intuitive side of our relationship with God, the Holy Spirit, we, we never want to overlook that His clear guidance is in His Word, um, and the Holy Spirit illuminates it and personalizes it, but the clear, there's absolute clarity. We don't need to wait for a feeling <laughs> uh, to receive His guidance. All right, should I go on? Go on. Okay, Jay Sauce. She's now been an elder for some time, mm-hmm. active, and, and she's currently inactive, uh, which is good because that means she's teaching one more women's Bible study per semester. <laughs> um, Jay Sauce. The shepherding verb I most relate to from Psalm 23 is comfort, hmm. most specifically within the context of verse 4, because the comfort is couched in the fear of walking through the darkest valley or deep ravine, quote. As a type A personality, I can validate that about Jay Sauce. We call her special sauce uh, <laughs> when she's on the elders. As a type A personality with obsessive control issues, I have always found it difficult to release control to Jesus for areas of my life that I think I can, quote, handle myself. It's mostly when life circumstances seem beyond my capabilities that I receive the joy and peace that only comes when I hand the reins over to Jesus as shepherd. Whether it was dealing with my husband's employer bankruptcy when we feared financial disaster, my child's near-fatal overdose, and subsequent recovery, bringing my mother into my home for palliative hospice care in her final months, or dealing with a family member's mental illness, as well as numerous other life hurdles, each and every time I have been comforted and strengthened by Jesus and his rod and staff that brought protection, direction, correction and ultimately the comfort that only he can provide i can rest in jesus arms as he carries me on his shoulder through the dark valley and into the high ground again it is during these dark times that jesus actually becomes more visible in my life with small miracles perfectly timed resources or touching words through scripture his shepherd's staff gently pulls me away from the edges and his rod provides protection from pending evil I am confident that I can put my trust in him, and that confidence provides the comfort that allows me to continue to move forward. He has never failed me yet. 
Hmm. There's a um, <clears throat> a a country way of saying a little bit of that. I've said this before. One of one of one of my other big pastors in my life is a guy named Dan Sutherland who says some people some people learn and some people got to get taught. <laughs> and that's <laughs> part of the part of the shepherd role, even in the comfort of this, is um, that sometimes him him directly steering us the way that we have to go sometimes kind of against mm-hmm. the against the will of the sheep and you look back a little bit as you submit um as you submit to the shepherd and you're looking around like is this the way I really want to be going but the comfort of over time of looking and realizing that he's taken me to the right places um it is a a little bit of a counterintuitive thing but it it it, it does provide a lot of comfort as you look back, remember what he has done, even if you're looking around in the valley and like, where's the way out of here? Is this the path? Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's cool. Yes, and I've observed Jay uh, and Dan, her husband, just being faithful and letting the Lord shepherd them through many of those circumstances. Mm -hmm. Also some joyful ones, weddings of their children I was present for. Um, A friend of mine, (laughs) uh, I don't know if he made this up or just told it to me, um, years ago, told me an edit of the uh, the footprints and footprints in the sand poem. Yeah, you know, footprints in the sand goes something like, uh, you know, the Lord walked around along beside me, and there were two footprints in the sand. And then I looked, and there was only one footprint in the sand. And I said, Lord, why did you leave me during that time? He said, Child, I didn't leave you. That's when I was carrying you. My friend extends that metaphor and says, and then all of a sudden I saw a butt print in the sand. It's like, what is that, Lord? That's when I dropped your butt and said, there's some things you're going to have to learn for yourself. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Let's move on. Um, Okay, this is from Algie Grubbs. He's been an elder for a very, very long time. And uh, love, uh, he he spends a lot of time mentoring younger men. uh, And our church has for for, uh, every generation of our church, honestly, uh, he and I met in the pool at our neighborhood. We were both throwing our, our three-year-old sons uh, in the shallow end, uh, Austin and Wyatt. That's how we met. Um, Algie says, when I think about a, a recent leadership conflict issue um, I'm, that I was part of, I'm reminded that my focus needed to be on what Jesus was calling me to do versus my personal wants or desires. My flesh was angry and upset. I needed to keep... Christ in mind, seek his wisdom and counsel. He shepherded me as I prayed, sought counsel from other elders, prayed with my wife, uh, and was patient on his timing to decide and not my own decision. Yes, I made decisions on what I would do in the situation based on all that, um, even though not in full understanding or agreement, but doing what God called Mm -hmm. me to do. So he led me, so this is led, mm-hmm. on certain paths to get counsel, comforted me that it would all be okay, and reminded me, uh, my soul, it is well with him. Mm. There's a lot of um, themes here of leaning into Christ shepherding in difficult times, in uncertain times, and when I don't have all the information, uh, or would it choose what's happening around me? There's there's one part of that that's <clears throat> interesting, what Algie said, and uh, Algie and Tracy both have just <clears throat> been such um, an awesome set of uh, friends, of spiritual leaders and partners mm-hmm. for me in in 
the years I've been at Lake Forest. Um, but one thing that makes us a little different than a dumb old little sheep in the pasture is uh-huh, okay. a lot of, a lot of what algae's describing there is, um, making that conscious decision to let himself be shepherded. And that's, mm. that's hard sometimes, that's you know, like yeah. <clears throat> the, the sheep, wherever all the other dumb sheep are going, that dumb sheep is going. So the, the shepherds corralling them in, we're a little different from a standpoint that at times we, we, get more more stubborn and we have to make that intentional decision like algae's talking about there to to step back and 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 pray and ask the shepherd to lead us mm-hmm. and to submit ourselves to the leadership of the shepherd and 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 to to do our best attempt to follow where it looks like he's leading us so that's that's cool from algae and in my view that makes him even more of a manly man than i already think he is <laughs> <laughs> um christy leonard uh, one of our elders, she will rotate off of her first uh, three-year uh, term as an active elder here at Huntersville uh, at the end of this summer. Christy Leonard writes this, Mike, I need soul restoration, so he restores or renews my soul. Mm-hmm. Um, every single week, we all need this, really, as humans who live in a busy and noisy world, a world that can be overwhelming even to complete extroverts like me. Ha. I feel that in this chapter of my life, now she's talking about right now in her life, being intentional about soul restoration is even more important than ever. I have three teenagers, parents who need extra support. My mom had open heart surgery last week, and my dad has several health issues as well. I have a coaching practice and am a teacher in local classes, including at Lake Forest. I want to be a good friend and a good neighbor, even a good dog mom. (laughs) How can I do it all? This is really well written, Christy. <laughs> the answer is only through the shepherd's peace and, and going away with him to restore my soul. I know because when I go to the well of mercy or to the prayer garden or when I even sit in silence and solitude with God and find stillness with my mind, my body, and my soul in my living room before the kids wake up, the weight of the world fades away. I find new peace every time. It is powerful and tangible. When I leave this time of stillness, I'm reminded by my Father who loves me that there are much bigger priorities than my to-do list. And then she bolded this next statement. statement, I rely on the stillness that our shepherd calls us to. Mm. He leads me beside still waters, which gives me endurance through trials and struggles of life and also energizes me for the normal challenges that are part of life. I love the quiet time now that it has become a part of my life, and I actually crave it. And miss it when I skip a day. Hmm. One of the things I love about that, thank you, Christy, is I experience Christy as this competent, building into others, thinking of others. She, she, she's one of a number of elders that they just seem to have an appointment from the Holy Spirit to encourage me as pastor. And she, she's just thoughtfully, and and yet there, she just mapped out a lot of challenges in her own life and yet she's able to be generative a shepherd to others including me uh because she's receiving this restoration of soul by being in the stillness with the lord that's really wonderful here's the last one mark tornberg another one of our longest serving elders great dude he and denise started our marriage ministry which continues and they are our most prolific premarital mentor slash counselors they were at the wedding that I officiated Saturday night because they had counseled this this lovely young couple. Uh, okay, Mark chose the word renews. 
I have found renewal the last few years in my faith, becoming more centered on the long story arc of the Bible from Genesis through Revelation. In part, this was through the Bible journey we did two years ago as a church, and then through my own personal continued study. The Lord has used this to show me his character in a way that emphasizes his longing for relationship with his people, whether that was in Eden, his covenant with Israel, establishing the tabernacle and the temple, then through Jesus on earth, and now through his Holy Spirit and his church universal. While I never had a sense of legalism in the sense of Christianity being about following laws, this has truly renewed my faith to understand a God who pursues people and seeks relationship. One of my favorite uh, quotes from the Lord of the Rings, uh, J.R.R. Tolkien said, everything sad is going to come untrue and it will somehow be greater for having once been broken and lost. Woo! That's the spirit in which Mark... I love that he's been an elder for two two decades, maybe. Very mature in Christ, and yet he is jonesing on learning new riches and depths of understanding out of God's Word and new hopes that everything sad will be undone, and he's trusting the sovereignty of God through the power of the resurrection of Jesus and the efficacy of the Holy Spirit to do so. Thanks for tuning in today. We'll talk to you next week. 